Good evening. It's a Thursday and it's the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast here for you and all of your wrestling needs. My name is Jamal. To my left here is Marcellus. How you doing, sir? Good, good. How you feeling, man? You had a busy evening yesterday or? I am dead tired. <laughs> it is. It has been a day and a half uh, because Dynamite uh, you know, did a thing. I was there in the building. So we're going to recap that. Uh, going to Dynamite you know, led me to a very interesting question. We're going to talk about that. Uh, it, of course, because we're talking about AEW, we're going to talk a little bit about Collision because that is upon us. That's coming Saturday after Rampage, which is on Friday. And we got a little bit of rumor report, which leads to a couple of interesting questions. You know, the rumor is Carlito maybe coming back to WWE. Uh, you know, how do we feel about that? And who else would we want to see make a run, maybe make one last run uh, in the mainstream? So we're going to cover all of those things tonight for you on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starting now. Again, thank you for joining us here on a Thursday. It's the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast live for you. And yes, last night, uh, Dynamite made this the way into town. It was yesterday, episode number 193, I think Tony Khan said, emanating from Capital One Arena downtown here in Washington, D.C. Uh, first time they've been in that building since Dynamite number one. Yep. They've come back a couple times, but they've used a smaller arena. And, uh, you know, good, good raucous crowd, if that's a thing for you. Uh, the show was what it was, but uh, a lot of heavy implications for Forbidden Door. Um, obviously, a lot of implications for Rampage, and uh, which was taped last night, and uh, Collision, which is on Saturday. But the big thing, and this is my big gripe, if you'll indulge me, is... The show ended. What time do you think the show ended last night, Marcellus? So I'm gonna just take TV time, right? So let's the, the say event, the event. The event what time the do you think event? the event ended? Uh, I'll say 10:30. 10:30. Hmm. Not even close. What time did it end? 11:50. 11:50. So wait, yeah. wait, wait. So so the show started at eight. Was it anything pre-show? No. For eight. So it okay. Started again, eight. again, the event. Gotcha. So, yeah, right, right. So the event doors open at six o'clock. Okay. And if you've never been to a, a major wrestling show, you want to get there early to get your merch. Absolutely. You want to get there early to see the venue if you've never been it before. You want to get there early to get your food. Yep. So merch, food, bathroom before you find your seat. Absolutely. If you want to walk away from something, get that merch early. So people got there at six o'clock. Now, fortunately, I don't live terribly far from the arena. Quick ride on the train down. Lovely day yesterday compared very, to very much so. the past couple weeks of hell from the wildfires and the smoke and stuff like yeah. that. But cool. Six o'clock. Uh, I get there at about 6.15-ish. 
no problem. Wiz right in. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, Wiz right in as, as fast as security will allow us because if you've <laughs> ever been to Capital One, uh, it, it, it's tougher than the airport. So, so the secret about Capital One, if you have a Capital One card, use that entrance if you go to Capital One. That's the best entrance to use. Again, pay to win. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. The secret to success in America is pay to win. Yes. But I digress. So we, so we get down there. I, I get down there to the uh, to the venue. Uh, you pick up a ticket, have a decent seat. Cool. The merch is kind of lacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the t-shirts that they have, they have the generic AEW hoodie, which is like eighty bucks. Jeez. Okay, fine. You know, inflation. But of the four, five t-shirts they have, four of them are of the guys that they're pushing. Yeah. Uh, there's an FTR shirt. There's the uh, acclaimed shirt with the scissors. There's an Adam Cole shirt, and then there's a uh, a Bucks shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. The other shirt is just a generic dynamite. I was there shirt. Well, that's not worth forty bucks to me, so that saved me a half an hour in line because that line was monstrous. I bet it was. But that's why you get there early. Yeah, so it's now seven o'clock. Lexi Nair, uh, who is a Ring of Honor for uh, Ring of Honor Ring announcer, mm-hmm. uh, she opens the show. Cool. That's great. Introduces herself, introduces the crowd. And this is <clears throat> this is where I really missed Dark and Elevation because the matches were what they were, but they were something. Mm-hmm. Instead, because the show doesn't go live until 8 o'clock, Correct. for 30 straight minutes, we got video package, promo packages, and commercials for the video game. Mm. Right. So was the crowd even still hype at this point, or were they just? Well, the crowd was the... still filing in. Okay, so, got it. Got it. Uh, you know, the merch lines were were ridiculous. The uh, bathroom lines were ridiculous. The concession lines were ridiculous because a lot of the concessioners wasn't open. Uh, they didn't open the four hundred level at all, so I nobody was going to access. So things were, that was taped off. Yeah, was it yeah so that was completely taped off. Was you it only get up? Yeah. So uh, so out of the three levels of the public access of the arena, uh-huh. because they do have a suite level. Yeah. Uh, only the first two levels were available. The main concourse where you come in and the secondary club level in the 200 section, uh, you could not go above that. There were no seats for you. Got it. So cool. Uh, a smaller setup for the venue. Uh, you know, I still like the new set in person. It looks good. Uh, but now it's 730 ish. Justin Roberts comes out and we have the one dark match. Got and it. it was actually pretty good. And I don't have a problem t- saying this because y'all won't see it anyway. It won't be anywhere. It was just there. And honestly, it could have been on TV. Um, it was Maki Ito and uh, Abaddon and Riho as to the team face versus uh, hometown heroine Nala Rose with her tag team partners, Marina Shafir and Amy Sakura. Good 10 uh, minute long uh, six woman tag match. Okay. A lot of love for Nyla. Kind of makes you wonder why they don't push her more. A lot of love for Maki Ito. Cool. Good match all the way around. You know, that's the, that's actually one of the matches that I wish y'all saw on TV. Mm. Now it's 8 o'clock. The show goes. Tony Khan comes out, tweaked out of his mind. Uh, super excited, getting the crowd hype. Dynamite happens. It's now 10 o'clock. Rampage happens after that. It's now, uh, you know, 11.15-ish. And for whatever, because uh, of the way Dynamite ended, they had like a little post-match thing, and Rampage actually didn't get started till about ten fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which means that it taped until about eleven twenty-five ish. 
And then they took about 10 minutes to change the mask in one more time for one Ring of Honor match. Just one? Just one. Wow. So let me ask this. Okay, even though the fans know for the whole event, as you just said, you, you're going to have Rampage, you're going to have ROH. Did any fans start to leave at this point? Because, you know, Metro still has this thing where... If Metro closes at midnight. Right. If you got to get home, got to you go. got to leave. So so how was the crowd at that time? Did the crowd kind of like leave a little bit? Or so, was a lot of people staying? I would say that of the available tickets, because again, not a full yep. house. I don't yep. expect 20,000 people in the building. If they if they seated eight thousand, maybe sixty five hundred showed up for Dynamite. Got it. Got it. If out of that sixty five hundred, I would say that that number probably decreased to about four thousand for Rampage. Okay. Because it's ten o'clock on a Wednesday. It is. And not everybody's out not out of school. And well, not everybody. You know, it's not an off day for everybody too. You know, it's ten o'clock. Got to yeah, go. DC public schools still go to next week. I think. Yeah. Oh God, poor kids. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, so that, that is a thing. And then they do Rampage, and then maybe about half, about, out of that 4,500-ish, 4, maybe 2,500 leave. So it's about 1,500 people left. It's bare bones in there for the one Ring of Honor match. And for me, it's a war of attrition, because I've been there since 6.30. Yep. It's going on midnight, and... It's the one Ring of Honor match, and the one match was um, the Lucha Brothers, uh, Pentagon, and uh, Ray mm-hmm. with Commander and um, uh, Vikingo mm-hmm. versus the Butcher of the Blade, Kip, and someone, uh, Serpentico, okay. who I absolutely love. So not, not a bad card on, on that match. Not a bad match at all. A lot of fun. Um, everybody got their spots in. Yep. Um, that would have been a great opening match at seven o'clock. Yes, yes. And that that was, uh, but at, at eleven at eleven forty five, it's kind of like that was a six thirty uh, backsplash. Yep, that was cool. It's eleven forty six, and it's kind of like you know not for not for me personally because obviously I'm not dumb enough to walk home. You know, is it stay rest, stay to watch the wrestling or walk home because Metro is going to close? But you know, so I was good personally. But the long and short of it was is that if you're going to watch that show on Ring of Honor when it does air, because they did the whole thing, they put up the Ring of Honor barricades, they yep. um, changed the ribbons on the on the around the arena, and it's eleven o'clock. It doesn't look good for the product mm-hmm. because there were you know a couple thousand at best there. As the show was damn near, uh, didn't start till near 1130. Yep. And went about 15 minutes. And it was fine. But it was like, why this match at that time? Yep. It, it, it just it, it just went on way too long. So, I, so now that brings me to Collision. And we're going to talk about that, uh, you know, in the, in the back half of the show. Because we've got to make you wait for it. Just like, you know, Connor's making us wait for it. But the real question is, is that I hope that there's a little bit more continuity in the taping schedule Absolutely. now that Collision is a thing. I don't know if that show is going to be two hours. I think it is. I think that's what like the uh, TV guides are saying uh, mm-hmm. for your cable systems. Mm-hmm. If it is two, three, uh, two hours, the tack on Ring of Honor an hour before. And that way, Dynamite 
event can start at seven and be over at ten. Yep. You know, I, I yeah, I would feel a lot better about the show if it ended at uh eleven and then you know, eleven ish, because that's a raw. You know. Legit three hours. That's, that's, a, that's a three hour show. And then of course you have the uh you know on Saturday nights you have collision live and then maybe Ring of Honor before that. Yeah. It's it's a uh, and again we'll talk about collision a little bit more after the break but the longer short of it is is that I did not expect to be there to midnight. Yep. And and I think that's um that, that is a very interesting thing so hopefully hopefully they they get their ducks in a row. So, uh let, let's move on real quick because I do want to talk about bring up our first topic. Sure. And that is Sting. Now, uh, Two Chains was there with me at the uh, at the show last night, and we were talking about it, um, you know, at length because of the fact that Sting had a match. And yep. I got to give him credit because Sting is seven hundred years old, oh, and he geez. still is doing it. Yep. Now, Sting is wrestling like a sixty-year-old man, yeah, because he is. Goldberg's wrestling like a forty-year-old man because he tries to. Yes, and I think that that's the difference. So let me ask you this, then: mm-hmm. uh, We know that Sting. He already said that he wasn't going to be around for a long time. He was going to be around for a good time. Yep. When that day comes, and it will be sooner than later, who should be the one to retire Sting? And more importantly, where should it be an AEW event? Should it be a WWE event, or should it be his own show outside of that scope, kind of like Ric Flair's last match? That's a good question. In my personal opinion, I think it should be his own show, uh, similar to what Ric Flair did as his own last match. But you know what? Honestly, I would really give it to Darby Allen. I would really give it to him. And, and that's more of the, the primacy, recency answer that I could give. But when you think about somebody that is a true passing of the torch or a, a tutelage that he kind of gave to give him his own character or where he is right now in AEW. I think this could be a good way to transcend Darby Allen to be like a top tier star. And if you have that moment where it's like, I retired sting that goes a long way to you and your career, whether you're an AEW, make it the WWE, whatever promotion that you're in. And I think just that work, that he could probably do understanding who Sting is now at this age, how he can be the safe one to wrestle him at this age, similar to what Ric Flair had with his son-in-law during that time um, to work with him. I think Darby Allen would be the good one. Um, I, I don't want to see a Sting versus like another old timer, like a Ric Flair type. That's like an old classic back in the day, like this will never happen again, like a Sting versus Goldberg or whatever the case. I think it needs to be somebody young. I think it's somebody needs to be passing the torch. And But I would do it at Sting's own event because Sting has literally went through every single major promotion that is in wrestling, every single one, Impact included. So I, I think it should just be a way where he has his own dedication and maybe everything it could be tribute matches. Maybe somebody dresses him in the 80s. Somebody dresses as him when he was in the 90s or maybe his little NWO phase. You know, give some tribute matches to him and let it be a showcase where it's like a passing of the torch. I think it'll be like a great celebratory retirement for him. And I think he deserves that. So I that actually is a perspective that I thought about. But now that I hear it, I like it more than what I was going to say. And what I was going to say was Saudi Arabia. It's not that Sting has any connection to the country or anything like that. Right. Because if right. you had to pick a venue where you could pick anywhere because uh-huh. of Sting. Uh-huh. But I really think that if you want to, you know, the Saudi shows have been on the up. Yep. 
you know, they've been you know, consistent and solid, and Especially they've actually had more meaning. Yep. But I also think that because of the time frame relevant to America, it's something that's digestible on a Saturday afternoon. It's something that you can be, that it doesn't have to be canon. There's not anything that you have to build up to on Raw and SmackDown. Yep. Uh, Sting would, of course, get his a final lap, you know, in WWE, because obviously if it's happening in Saudi Arabia, they would be their event. And I also think because of the legacy with WCW, with um, with WWE, uh, WWF, um, you would be they would be able to be able to be best positioned to put the promo package that Sting deserves. Yes. Um, instead of, you know, pussyfooting around the, the video content. Yep. But I do really like the idea of an independent show, because even if you don't have the footage, go watch the DVD. Exactly. There's a ton of them out there. Yes. You know, get get, get Peacock or Disney Plus next year or whatever, <laughs> or wherever they land. But there's the content's there for you to do your own research. Absolutely. But I also think that a show, much to what you said, is more to the point of getting the younger generation involved and passing that torch. Yep. It may not be, I may not remember Ric Flair's last match, the show. But I might remember Nick Wayne being on there. I might remember Island Angels being on there, yep. Takeshita being on there, and so on. Gresham being on there, uh-huh. um, and that could that that's a spot, that's a coveted spot for for an up and coming guy or a guy looking to break through. That that just really are come few and far in between. Uh-huh. So and it's because Sting, right now or within the next two or three years, barring some injury, God forbid, is in a, a better position of Ric Flair to handle himself in a twenty minute long match. Even though that's not really what he's doing in AEW, Sting's playing the long game. He's working smarter, not harder. Absolutely. Uh, you can see that when his matches. He's not out there with a shirt off, oiled up, trying to headbutt a uh, a locker room. No. You know, giving himself a concussion on the way out. No. You no, know, he's wrestling like a sixty year old man. He's wearing his merch because a, we know what that looks like, and also he's trying to sell merch. Absolutely. Um, so I really you know respect um, the pivot and and the necessarily need to pivot to move into the latter years of his career instead of going, nah, I'm just 30 with gray hair. Like, no. You old. Embrace it. With that said, though, I don't think Darby's the guy to to uh, to give him, um, to send him off. And the reason why, I think it should be a tag match because I don't think Sting wants to go 25 minutes by himself. Myself, yeah. um, that's number one. Uh, you know, since Darby can take, uh, take that workload in the same way that Andrade did. Yep. Um, and I also think that I don't think it should be Darby anyway, because Darby himself has said many times that he's not here for a long time. He wants to do what he wants to do. And when it's time for him to go, he will leave. Yep. And right. that he's not going to, I mean, we're well, not, not, but I don't foresee him being based on what he says, being a 30, 40 year career wrestler taking bumps, 75 years old. Yep. You know, I think that once he's done, he's done. And That's then you're going right. to have to respect that. So then who would I have retire Sting? And Jeff and, and God damn it, Jay Lethal can't do them all. He can't. You know, he can't. As he, good he as can't he is. You can't do it all. But I think it would be I think Sting versus Jarrett would be very interesting um, because of who they both are mm-hmm. and the fact that Jarrett's doing the best work maybe in the last 10 years of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that might be the match that I would probably want to see most. Um, I think there's some other guys. There's nobody of his era that's doing it currently 
The only person you can think of is Taker, maybe, but I think Taker, it should have happened five years ago. If yeah, it was going to be a lot Taker. of things with The Undertaker should have happened five to ten years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and, and a lot of the other things, too. So, like, nobody of his actual era, of his heyday, yep. uh, you know, late WWF, WCW, uh, before the year 2000, that I can think of would be worthy of a retirement match. There's some matches that I want to see because, you know, Two Core Scorpio is still out there doing it. Yep. Um, I would love to see one more match from a bunch of different people, but would they pair with Sting? Like, Lance Storm doesn't have the history with Sting, uh, though that would be a hell of a match. Um, so who would I get? I think it would be a tag match. It would be Sting and Darby. Uh, whatever it is, however it finishes, it finishes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, um, you know, Sting and Darby versus, you know, eh, I would hate to say Jared and Lethal, but, you know, that could be a thing because they are a tag team. Uh, you know, MCMG would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bring it over somebody from Japan would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of guys in Japan that are doing what Sting is doing now. Yep. And um, you know, could Liger come out for one more match? Depends I mean, on the timing. Depends it depends on the, on the timing. timing. It depends on the timing and, and the who's and, and the where's and the why. So, uh, yeah. Would you say nobody in WWE though? I would say nobody from WWE should be able to do it. I don't no. think there's anybody in WWE that should do it. What about Edge? But, but so that's the thing. Like, I can't think of. I can think of twenty people that I would rather see in a retirement match for Sting yep. than anyone able to do it in, in WWE. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really that's really it. It's not that I wouldn't want to see Sting versus the Undertaker or Sting versus Triple H or Sting versus. But who would do it? And that's kind of the thing. I don't see Sting versus Jericho would actually be very interesting. That could be interesting. That would be very interesting. That would be very interesting. But I'm. But that's that's kind of the thing where it's just like I'm not entirely sure if there's anybody from like Sting versus Randy Orton. That it it could happen, but it doesn't make sense. That, I'm just hoping nobody hurts himself just when they lock right. up. When that's you know, Sting, Sting versus Brock. Like it could happen, yeah, but it doesn't make sense. You know, Sting versus Booker T. It could happen, but that would actually make more sense than Brock or Orton. But what about Seth Rollins? I'll just throw that because he didn't get a chance to have the match he should have had. Barnstein got hurt in that match, and it wasn't anything Seth mm. did wrong. It was just an inopportune yeah. time when he just got hurt. It just happened. Same way with uh, Balor. Yeah. Um. Okay. I mean that if if they're because of the history. It could be that thing, but that's also part of it. You're kind of you're trying to shoehorn yep. this um, this uh, you know, forty year career into one botched moment five five or six seven years ago. You know, I think I you know, and that's unfortunate because we think of WWE. It's like they could do they should do it because they have the production, they have the, the video library. I would want them to produce the show, but I think the match should be. You know, someone else. Yep. So, um, interesting thought. We'll definitely uh, come back to that you know, discussion later on down the road, especially if any major news happens. You know, with Sting himself announcing his concrete plans for the future. Well, let's do this. Let's take a break. Uh, I'll be back with the indie spotlight. It's a big weekend happening in Toronto next week, and it's not about Forbidden Door. So, I'll be back with that. This is Thursday in the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. Back in a minute. Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? 
then you need to check out Big Gold Belt Media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media, with the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow us on all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, Big Gold Belt Media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com. Now, Krabby, before you go, I want to put this comment up there. You mentioned a commercial when you was there about AEW Fight Forever. Um, we got a fan, Daniel Garcia, just put up, you know, AEW Fight Forever is coming. Was it any buzz from any in-ring or in-arena trailers, comments, suggestions, advertisements that went towards Fight Forever? Nothing that we haven't seen before and nothing they didn't replace seven or eight times. Got it. So it's the same, uh, like, release date announcement that Kitty Omega did. It was the same uh, commercials that they've been doing since the uh, um, IGN um, reveal that they did a couple weeks there, THQ Fest or whatever it was. Um, it, yeah, nothing that we haven't seen before. No, certainly nothing new. So uh, just a lot of fluff in that first half an hour of nothing happening, basically. But we will definitely talk about Fight Forever in depth closer to the 28th. Uh, that's when your pre uh, your first day early access period is if you have pre-ordered uh, the game in any version, actually. And uh, we're also waiting for word on Steam. I'm not sure if it's actually available to pre-order on Steam yet. So uh, when Fight Forever comes down the line, that comes out the 29th officially, the 28th, if you pre-ordered and want to get it a day early. But we got to, we got to, yeah, we got, yeah, actually this time next week, uh, this time in two weeks, actually. Cool. We will be, uh, we will be talking all about Fight Forever because I'm very, interested in the elite edition is it worth the eighty dollars that's the that's the eighty dollar question that we talk about have. compared to no mercy and one no mercy think about in the classic days of wrestling video games you get excited a little bit but you gotta wait to see how it comes out we gotta gotta wait and see so we'll, we'll do that in two weeks but right now i want to move on to the indie spotlight because it is a big weekend june 25th uh that's next sunday uh in toronto uh not this coming sunday but the sunday after in Toronto, Ontario, you have Defy Wrestling, which is based out in Seattle, and you have Progress Wrestling, which is based in England. They're putting on together a joint show, and that is Defy and Progress at 3 p.m. That's at the Rec Room in uh, in downtown Toronto, Ontario. That's number 55, Rubber Boulevard in Toronto. If you've ever been there, it's right across the street from Rogers Center and the CN Tower. And if you're going to Forbidden Door afterwards, walk down the street five minutes. You, you can't miss it. You can actually see Scotiabank Arena from the park where the rec room is. Uh, it's right. It couldn't be closer. Couldn't be in a more perfect location to go between two shows. So that show, Defy and Progress, is at 3 o'clock. 
Before that, you have Smash Wrestling and Femme Fatales Wrestling, which is based in Ottawa. Smash is based in Toronto. That's uh, at 11.30 a.m. That's called Girls Next Door. The big match for that is uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Masha Slamovich. Camille, NWA Women's Champion, was supposed to be on the show versus Vanessa Craven. I think that's not actually not going to happen. But so the so check the card, you know, to make sure they get the final updated card. But I yeah, a lot of interesting things happening there in Toronto, eleven thirty a.m. June twenty fifth. That is the day of Forbidden Door at the Rec Room. You have Girls Next Door at eleven thirty. You have Defy Progress at three p.m. And then of course Forbidden Door is after that at eight o'clock. Uh, and that's going to go on till four in the morning because Tony Khan loves himself a long pay per view. You can get the combo packages for both shows so that you can get two tickets for one. You can get one ticket for either one uh, or, or you know whatever you want to do. But if you're down in Toronto, it's super easy to get to. You can walk from Union Station, take the streetcar, walk from the airport uh, at, at Bishop um, in right in downtown Toronto. That's at the rec room. You can get your tickets at smash-wrestling.com. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. You know, same thing, Smash Wrestling. And that's the Indie Spotlight for this week. Now, moving on quickly, we talked about Sting. We talked about you know where he fits into AEW. Uh, we talked about AEW itself, and now I, I want to move on because we talked about Sting being a, in, in a spot where we know where he's on his way out. We want to talk about a guy who's arguably coming back in, and that's Carlito Caribbean Cool. Now, Carlito, the rumor is, and again, rumors grain of salt, but. Uh, he's given out word to uh, his promoters that he is dropping out of indie events, uh, stating that he is actually returning to WWE. Um, not sure when that return is going to be. It could be imminent. It could be later than sooner. But the idea isn't necessarily about Carlito. It's more to the point of he's a guy that's been in and out of WWE for a while, and now he's on the back on the way back in. And we've seen this will happen with guys for various reasons who have left and then come back and then left and then come back. Is there anyone that you would like to see that has been away for a while come back and have a mainstream run to be a little bit more inclusive of AEW and Impact? But is there anybody that you want to see on your TV again? So I'm going to go partial for one answer but i'll go realistic for one and i really would love to see if mr kennedy oh. got a chance to come back on mainstream live wwe because the one feud i would like him to see is mr kennedy against l a knight yeah i would love to see that just to see how their dynamics in the ring and their conversations could go with their promos back and forth each other. I think that would be really well. I'm growing on LA Knight because he's reminding me a lot of what Mr. Kennedy could be, barring he finishes what he needs to do. That means get money in the bank, possibly get some type of world title shot in the future, because I saw that trajectory, what Mr. Kennedy was going at the time. But in a more realistic sense, um, somebody that's been out for a while that I would love to see come back, it's not anybody that's been out of the rest of business. They've just been out because they were hurt. I would like to see Big E come back. If I can see Big E come back in some form or fashion, granted he has to be cleared of his bill of health and things of that nature, I think giving him a chance to show what he can do as a top-tier guy, whether it's Raw or SmackDown, maybe just somebody to go against that IC title if he goes against Gunther. That would be something that I would like to see. Um, 
but Big E, just for his health to come back, I think he would be great to see what he could do now at this age, him being away for a couple of years based off the injury. Big E is, the, is obviously the guy that stands out because he's technically not gone, just injured. Yep. And, you know, and whether or not he moves into like a, a Titus O'Neill type of a role. Yes. Where he moves into a full-time ambassador. It, Big E would be a hell of a commentator. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's that, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's clearly the move. If he decides to do uh, not be a manager, assuming that he doesn't come back, but assume that yep. he doesn't become a manager, yep. uh, I yeah, Big E would absolutely chop it up and annoy the hell out of Michael Cole on commentary. Uh, so that's that's the obvious one. Yeah, I think that there are guys that are still doing it on the indies, and one guy that stands out to me is Two Cold Scorpio. Mm. He's a guy that. A generation should remember, yep. a generation doesn't know, and a generation probably forgot. Yep. And if you're not too familiar with the indies and you're under 35, you have no idea who I'm talking about. Exactly. So there it is. If you are familiar with the indies and you're under 35, you're going, who the hell is this old guy? And how is he, how is he that big doing flips? And I think that that's something like if it's one last run, I would like to see him come out and maybe not be flash funk again, because nah, that's not going to happen on TV, but I would like to see him come out and just put on a couple just good damn matches and then take that and cement that as the last imprint for people wanting to see something on TV because the Indies as much as I love it and respect it, doesn't really have the gravitas as being on mainstream TV. There's just something about being on SmackDown, on Raw, on Dynamite, on Impact. That means not necessarily more, but you know, it arguably means that you've quote-unquote made it. And I would like to see him come back for one good run. I would like to see still a two-core Scorpio get the Sting run. Mm. You know, I think that that would be really... Really, just just a really really cool thing to happen, where I, I don't know who he takes under his ring. I, yeah, I, too close Scorpio on top flight. I don't know if that needs to happen, um, but but still, I think that he would be one of the guys that I would like to see just have a great run uh, until he doesn't want to anymore. So let's move on really quickly to our last thing that I wanted to get to this week. Collision is upon us. Yep. It's going to happen. We're going to collab with Collision this coming Saturday, 8 o'clock on TNT. We know the card because the card was announced last night. And I'm not going to go over the entire card. But uh, we do have, of course, the big match is uh, Samoa Joe, Jay White, and Juice Robinson versus CM Punk and FTR. Cool. Uh, Mira was going to be there. There's a women's match, TNT match, and... Uh, uh, Buddy Matthews versus Andrade making his return. Yep. The first question that I have is that everybody has a batch but Miro. It says that Miro will be in action. So, first question out of the gate for Collision: What do you do with Miro? That, that's that's so hard because, I, in my opinion, they didn't bring Miro in the right way. Granted, he had a title run, but they really didn't use him in the right way. In my opinion, you use Miro as your bona fide superstar that you bring in that is automatically shoot to the top. But if you don't bring him in in that type of heat, he's never going to reach there because you're not booking him the right way. I have no clue what you do with Miro. 
Um, this this is hard. I, I don't even know who could probably match up with them, what feud you have with them. This is legit. I, I don't know. This might be a make or break mural on AEW because if they do Collision right where he gets a good feature on Collision, which is your season one of this new show that's coming on. Episode one. Episode one. If you don't do what you need to do with Miro, Miro, I'm packing your bags. You better find your way back to WWE or something where somebody can use you in the right way if they can. Because this is make or break for you. I have no idea. Like, I'm really dumbfounded on what they can do with this guy. Uh, yeah, to echo that sentiment, I think Miro is trading in Bray Wyatt territory right now. Oh, good call. Good call. I mean, and it's not that we don't want to see him, and we have all of this potential based on the hype, but the bottom line is is that it really hasn't panned out for one reason or another. Nope. And the word was was that Miro didn't want to come back the way he came back because he was going to have this big entrance just to lose and put somebody over, which does nothing for his return. Yep. Okay, cool. Noted that, respect that. But now that he comes in and Miro's just going to be in action, well, if they bring out somebody more important than Miro, then that diminishes him. If yep. they bring him out for somebody for him to squash, then it doesn't elevate him. Nope. So it's a very interesting concept where they're building, uh, and I guess, you know, I said I wasn't going to do it, but I guess I am going to have to do it. You know, Warlow versus Luchasaurus for the TNT Championship. There's a few there. Mm-hmm. You have Sky Blue and Willow versus Tony Stormer and uh, Ruby Soho. Yep. Well, that happened as a result of the actions of Dynamite. Yep. Um, Andrade versus Buddy Matthews. Not a match that I expected, but I think that's just going to be a solid match on paper. Yep. And then the big six-man tag that we uh, that I discussed, you know, mentioned earlier. Yep. And then Miro. And and I really, I, I don't know. It, it, obviously, he feels like an afterthought because we don't know who he's facing. And that's part of the problem. Which Miro would we get? Will we get like gamer dude, you know, best friend Miro? Will we get Holy Crusader, who's literally trying to box with God, Miro? I don't know what he's is or or is going to be, and I don't know who's going to be. He just feels out of place. He feels like a spare tire. And and if I was if I was AEW, this is what I would do. And of course, I, we don't know how the structure of the card is going to be. As Nor do we know how it. it's going to be relevant to Dynamite. Exactly. But I would open the show with him. Bring him out. Open the show. If you really want to do something with Miro, open the show with him. Bring him out. And if you bring somebody that's a special surprise that could start some a few, maybe somebody you just signed, that could be something that's great for both parties moving forward because you might be able to build a story or build to something. But you got to give Miro something if you're trying to frame him as one of your best wrestlers. If not, I'm sorry, Miro. So then that leads to question number two. Miro's going to be in action versus whom? Who should he be in action versus? Okay, well, okay, well, I'll make it a little bit easier then. Okay. Should it be a big name? Should it be a current roster member? Or should it be a local talent? Because now, because we are in Forbidden Door season. Mm -hmm. That's happening, you know, next week. Mm-hmm. They could bring in a big name from Japan, mm-hmm. and 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 that could be a thing, to and that that match, whatever that match is, and they could of course pay it off at Forbidden Door. Miro gets into a, a match that never really evolves because of things, and then they pay it off at Forbidden Door. Uh, uh, Miro versus Tetsuya Naito, for example. Mm-hmm. Cool. That would be something that goes makes you go, all right, we back. Yep. If it's Miro versus a current roster member, well then who? You know, who who's not busy right now where he can go, you know, head to head with Miro and start off a, a potential feud down the road then? Colt? Like, 
Go, Let me go throw a name out there to you. And once again, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm throwing a wing out here because I'm not sure if anything's going on where he won't be able to show up. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy featuring Matt Hardy. Could that work? I mean, well, that's, that's that's kind of the thing with this is that I'm not, I can't say that it won't work mm-hmm. because Matt Hardy is a big enough name where he won't overshadow Mero. Yep. But he's a big enough name where he could compliment him. Mm-hmm. In a, but that's also the thing, too. If you bring out Matt as the face and Miro as the obvious heel and Miro wins, then what? Right. Like, I, I, I kind of need a springboard. If we're not going to get a, a dream match, um, then, I, then I need a springboard that's going to get him into something. And that's what I'm not sure what it is. Now, he's already a heel there, but they have too many heel factions as it is. Yeah. He's yeah. not a top tier guy, so he's not going to be dealing with the elite or Kenny or anything like that. And he shouldn't be a bottom tier guy because he's better than that. So Matt Hardy and Ethan Page and uh, that whole thing just won't die. Uh, so who knows if if he would actually come in. But I, I I don't really know what you do. Yeah, I think I think you kind of tied in with Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. You bring in a Japanese guy. Yep. I don't know the New Japan roster. If it were DDT, I could absolutely tell you. But maybe you, you bring that in. Have them pay it off of just a big baby face from Japan, whoever they got. I don't know. And then pay that up, start it at the uh, at the show, pay it off at the pay-per-view. I think that's the easiest answer. While we're in the season now, the timing's right. You know, everything gets set up for it. But having him come out and facing action and dreading the squash match does nothing for either guy. So I'll say this. The only name that I would throw out there, and, and part of this because I know him on a personal level, just knowing where he is right now, in Japan, I would throw Kevin Knight out there. Okay. I would throw Kevin Knight out there. I know he's in his tag team run right now, but if you're trying to throw in that door a forbidden door, that could be something because Kevin Knight is is up and coming. His his push right now is getting relevant. I will put him in there to see what he can do in a singles run against Miro. You expose him, that's a fresh face. You can see what he does and how that balances in the ring. And those that follow New Japan or even some of the indies may know who he is. Mm-hmm. But if you see him go against Miro, he could, he could work with Miro. He could. Yeah, you know what? And, and this is just admittedly how ignorant I am of, of New Japan. Uh, I totally forgot that Strong has a roster, and they could absolutely bring over guys from, you know, from that show. Yep. And, uh, and have you know, whoever the big baby face is on Strong – you know, bring him in there, have him wrestle with the Miro for at least a pay per view, mm-hmm. and then from and then they can go their set of separate ways. Absolutely. But now that we have implanted that seed, well, they've already had one match. It ended how it ended. You know, maybe Miro wins in a heel way, maybe he loses yep. in a heel way. Um, but then of course, Forbidden Door three, less forbidden, is going to have to come around next year, and they're going to have to pay that off sometime. Uh, we Wrestle Kingdom is going to come around in January, so they're going to pay that off at some time. So. Going forward, there's a little bit more meat on. You can leave a lot more meat on the bone, mm-hmm. and pay it off with Miro in Japan, or going on a, on a New Japan Strong type of a run, or something like that. Uh, I want to see Miro in action. I want to see him in a meaningful Same. match. Same. As much as I love the guy, I don't want to see Miro uh, squash Nick Colorado. <laughs> no, no, and right. give him something to build for. Like for example, well, and and we kind of reference it because right now he is a heel. If you're going to make him a heel, 
make him that top heel. Now, I know MJF is your top heel of the company right now. I sure. get that. But build him up as the heel. I mean, look what WWE is doing with Gunther right now. And you know, Gunther is just itching to be that top guy. And he's doing perfectly fine knowing that he's on that next tier from IC champion to future champion. He's not ready for money in the bank yet. Keep him as an IC title. Legitimize him on that. But you know when he's ready to go to that WWE world title, whatever title you want to put him, he'll be ready and he's going to carry that thing. So do the same thing with Miro. Miro could be your Gunther of AEW. Yeah. Yeah, I I think so. Um, it would be uh, that actually that would be great. And unfortunately, because Gunter is a U.S. champion or Intercontinental, Intercontinental, right, right. So Gunter is that secondary champion mm-hmm. out of the other two or three top tier belts they have. But that's a different <laughs> WWE problem. But but basically, Miro should be TNT champion. Yeah. That's really that's the that's the equivalent level. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately. The TNT uh, champion is busy battling the dinosaur and his evil henchmen. Uh, but with that said, but with that said, though, um, I think it would be, I think Miro versus a face Wardlow is is the move to make because Wardlow needs something, mm-hmm. and though Christian is good, he is infinitely better than the people that he represents. Yep. Uh, Jungle Boy has moved on from that. He's teamed up with Hook, and they're going to do a thing. Jungle Boy has his match for Threaten Door. Good for him. Yep. Um, Luchasaurus is paired with Christian, and uh, they're going to be doing a thing with Wartlow because of reasons. Okay, cool. I think uh, you know Wartlow versus um, versus Miro would be the move going forward after he's done with the dinosaur. But that's then, and what do we do now? So I don't know who you bring over from anywhere, but I also do think that there has to be there has to be somebody, and obviously there is somebody. I just don't know New Japan well enough to say who that person would be. Yeah. But there's got to be somebody over there that can elevate Miro in a way, and that would be mutual beneficial for both parties. Basically, mm-hmm. the Japanese may not remember him or know who he is, and you bring somebody over, they have a hell of a match. Obviously, we want to see Miro you know, go to work again, and and we get him started in a direction that has him have a match. So, uh, I, I really that's the one big surprise for me for the uh, for the card. Um, and you know, it's Saturday at eight. Now, this and of course, this is the the big question, the biggest question. Knowing what the card is, will you be home Saturday at eight o'clock to watch it? Well, oh, I'm oh, at- actually, actually let, me re- let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Do you watch it live? Do you DVR it, or do you just skip it and read the reports? So my attempt is to be there to watch it live. But if I can't watch it live, I'll catch it because it'll probably come on repeat if I get home like 10 o'clock again on on TNT because with no other sporting event going on right now outside of baseball, of course, um, you can look forward to that on a Saturday because there's no pay-per-view going on right now. And it's right on your own cable TV or stream, or whatever platform you have. Right. You can watch that. Um, and it's going to be easily accessible, especially if it's on TNT because the replays are like crazy on TNT. Um, I am actually going to AwesomeCon on, on, on Saturday. So I'm, I, I have the chance to get home to watch it, which I plan to watch it on time. But is it something that I need to set the DVR that I can't miss? I don't think so. Right. So I, I think the card itself seems like a safe card. Um, they're not th- this th- this card does not 
overshadow Forbidden Door. This card does not overshadow Dynamite in Chicago, uh, even though this uh, thing will be in Chicago as well, the United Center. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, of course, it's Chicago. Of course, CM Punk is in the biggest match, the main event, uh, in a six-man tag, which makes sense. Again, we talked about Sting. Yep. CM Punk is coming back from major injury. He needs to be protected as well, as you would anyone uh, who's coming back from injury. Cool. But the long and short of it is, is that this looks intriguing on paper. It I does. think the Miro aspect of it is the most intriguing for me because that's the thing Same. that they're either really holding close to the chest or they just don't know what they're doing with it. And I'll take the latter. That's what it feels like. So for me, will I be home live Saturday at 8 o'clock to watch it? No. Uh, I, I can't imagine that I would. I'll probably be at the Nationals game. But the long, but but the bottom line is, is that I it does pique my interest. I will probably... I'll probably hop on Discord and see what the guys are talking about. And if there's something that's really super awesome, then I will get on the app and, and run it back. Right. But otherwise, um, the matches themselves individually, other than the mystery of Miro, isn't something that I feel that I need to see. Um, and, and, of course, these are either storylines that are going to be ongoing, like the TNT Championship and the women's uh, you know tag match. Or these are going to be matches that are just one-offs that don't really appeal to me on paper, uh, Andrade versus Buddy Matthews, uh, or you just have you know the grandeur that is CM Punk coming back. Um, that's not something that particularly moves me. Um, and of course, the New Japan element, I'm not particularly interested anyway. So it it could be a it could be a fantastic show. It's not enough to make me change my plans on Saturday night, and that's what's going to be very interesting to see going forward. How many people are going to be watching it live versus DVR? Yep. Because it is the summer. People are traveling. Yep. There are things going on. Maybe not other sports per se, because I don't think the USFL is going to like you know kick the show in the ass. But um, it's Saturday night. Fourth of July is a weekend. Is in is the week after Forbidden Door. Yep. You know, so I'm watching somebody's fireworks that weekend, even though the fourth is on a Tuesday. Yep. So. It is, it is a very uh, interesting placement, Saturday at 8 o'clock. But then again, this is what we wanted from Rampage. You know, Rampage still comes on at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Yep. Um, I will say, because I did see Rampage live, um, Takeshita versus Bandito, fantastic match. Uh, if, if one were to stay up late for one match, it would be That's for that it. one. Otherwise, DVR, but it's definitely worth a good watch. But for Collision, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. We, you know, it is interesting enough to keep track of. I personally don't think that it's going to move me from other. I'm not going to move plans to, to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how long it stays in that Saturday at eight o'clock spot. Um, if Khan just decides to war, just attrition it out and just go, nope, whatever it does, it does. We're just going to move. Uh, we're going to move with it because it's Saturday at eight o'clock. Um, and again, remember he used to have pay-per-views at that time, but he didn't do it for UFC. Yeah. Well, what's the difference between then and now? I mean, UFC still runs Saturdays, and their 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 preliminaries are uh, it starts at seven or eight o'clock and runs until ten before the main event starts at ten thirty eleven. So, how will this show be any different than that? So let me ask you this: Rank AEW's premiere shows. You know, you got Dynamite, which we were all there on right. that opening night. Yes. Then you got Rampage, which which opened very you know, recently within the last couple of years or so. Yeah. And then you have Collision. Right. And think about before each show aired, 
rank them one, two, three as your excitement. Not saying that you had to be there, had to watch it on TV. If you rank them one, two, three, what would it be? Well, so I'm, I'm biased because mm-hmm. fortunately, Miracle of Miracles, Dynamite premiered first ever episode three blocks Here. from my job. Yes. So it wasn't that I needed to be there or needed to watch it because if it wasn't accessible, eh, maybe yeah. I'll watch it, maybe I don't. Because yeah. you got to remember that the only thing we saw from Dynamite beforehand was all in. Yep. yep. And then the hype and then the, the, the rumors and the whatever. And like, okay, well, it's a show. I'll watch a show because it's a show. Cool. Yep. Oh, no, it's here. Oh, hell yeah, I'm going. Because well, why wouldn't I want to be no at question. the doorstep of history? No question. Uh, Rampage happened, and that was still kind of like, huh, Friday at 10 o'clock. Huh, this is a supplementary show to Dynamite. This is going to show the matches that we just couldn't fit into two hours. Yep. And then it suddenly didn't feel that way. And then it suddenly doesn't feel that way. Yep. And now Rampage has moved from, no, this is just SmackDown, one-hour SmackDown, no, this is Sunday Night Heat. Yep. And then now we have Collision, which arguably has already supplanted Rampage as the secondary show because A, it's two hours, and B, yep. it's at a more attractive time slot, even though that time slot is the busiest day of the week for people doing leisure things. Uh, you can't you can't win them all. Yep. But it is going to be interesting to see continuity-wise where this fits into the spectrum. Because is will this be the actual SmackDown that they want to uh, have and start storylines on this show uh, and pay them off on this show where you need to watch the show exclusively to follow up with that content? Or will it just be kind of a mishmash and, you know, split amongst Dynamite and the show? And then when that happens, obviously, what happens to Rampage? Do they even need to tape it after Dynamite anymore? Because it really will be Sunday Night Heat. It's like Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. And we talk about Friday at 10 o'clock and a Saturday at 8 o'clock. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the question. They could keep Rampage over at the exact same time, but because of its um, spot in the rotation, yep. they could actually take Rampage before Dynamite, just put on four, three or four filler matches that really don't mean anything. It will air Friday. Yep. And then do the event between 7 or 6.30 and 10 or whenever Dynamite gets off the air. Versus seven to midnight because you need to cram in so much, yep. and then of course you could take Ring of Honor before uh, Collision or after Collision, depending on where you are in the country. Uh, I think it's it's interesting to see how Collision fits into its taping schedule and how it fits into the continuity of what the stories that they're trying to tell. I hope that it goes well, and also more importantly than that, it's more of an opportunity to see a live product, Absolutely. which I'm always for. You know. Uh, this show is going to be in Chicago. That is one more show, even though it's in Chicago again. It's one more show that people have an opportunity to see these people that they would not have seen before. So, yes, Chicago. Absolutely. Um, and they're coming to Hamilton, and they're going to Calgary, and they're going to Toronto. Um, they're going to Newark. I might go to the Newark the Newark show. Mm-hmm. And these are all shows that if they didn't exist, I wouldn't be there for because obviously they wouldn't exist. So uh, more is still more, but more isn't necessarily better. Absolutely. So we just got to kind of wait and see what this is. So I think for the first show, I'd definitely be intrigued um, and keeping an eye on things. But I really hope that it turns out to be SmackDown and not AEW Worldwide. 
and, and let me ask this too, because I know rumors happen. We haven't touched on this. Is this time for AEW to do a brand split? Well, let's let's table that for a different, more in-depth discussion. To be continued. Uh, yeah, because I think because we I need to see what what collision is first. First, yep, good point. And and it's also more importantly than that. Uh, we haven't even talked about the elephant in the room wearing a jacket that says Ring of Honor on it. Mm-hmm. Because if there were to be a brand split, it should be with Ring of Honor. But aren't you are you doing a disservice to your people if you put them behind the paywall of honor? Exactly. So what does that contract look like? Will they be paid the same? Will they be paid more or less? No. Because Ring of Honor is whatever it is. Um, now that we have collision, let's assume that we have relig- uh, collision and Ring of Honor taped on the same day in the same setting. Are we more likely to see those people intermingling on the show and not on Dynamite? If you split it, how many ways do you split it? Will it be the Ring of Honor collision contingency and the Rampage Dynamite contingent? Will there, it, it, you know, so that's why I want to get into this a little bit later because there's a lot of uh, X factors that collision will hopefully answer for us uh, this coming Saturday at eight o'clock. So um, let, let's get out of here because my eyes are starting to bleed now because I'm still <laughs> working on four hours of sleep from, uh, I, I didn't get home till 1230. Jeez, man, that's 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 almost like a WrestleMania show from it is. six to twelve thirty. By the time and I'm not talking about left your house, I'm talking about this time you got to the venue to when you got home. That's six and a half hours. I left, my, I, I left my place at five forty-five. Um, I got on the bus downtown and I got there at about six fifteen. Yep. Um, grabbed some food six thirty, and then the sh- and then the night went the way it went. It was eleven fifty. Jeez, uh, because uh, two chains was there with me. And he said, all right, I'm going to watch the Sky Blue match. And then it's the Sky Blue versus Tony Storm, and then I'm going to be out. And he was. And that was about 10, 15 or so. Yep. And that happened. Actually, he left before Dynamite ended because he left in the main event. And yep. I don't blame him. Um, and that happened. That was about 945. And then from 945, the show went on another two hours after that. And that is that is insane. Yeah. So I'm going to get some beauty rest. Uh, well but- deserves. Yeah, thank you. Well, come on, man. <laughs> but you slip that in there. But I, but I, I'm going to get some much needed rest. Uh, Marcellus, we'll, we'll do this again next week, sir. But I want to remind everybody: uh, next Thursday, eight o'clock, the podcast drops. Friday uh, morning ish. Uh, check your feeds. Check your podcasting services. Absolutely. Wherever you get the podcast in the world, we'll be there, uh, ready, waiting, and waiting for you. Uh, BigOldBelt.com is the website, the only website in the world that you need to know. And that has all of the news, the notes, the uh, links to the podcast, links to other content. Uh, I'm on the website right now. I'm just going to give you the last three things that were posted. Uh, if you haven't seen Secret Evasion on Disney+, Plus, 2 James got you. He got the review down right now. Nimona, which is a Netflix movie that comes out, I want to say, next week. I've heard about it, heard some good things, heard some interesting things. I don't have Netflix, so this is a review that I'm actually going to be looking into because, you know, I might need to hop on somebody's account for that. Um, and then 2 Chains reviewed Extraction 2, and I heard the first one was fantastic. Oh, it was. It was outstanding. I heard the first one was fantastic, and we were talking about that a little bit last night <clears throat> at the show, and he said the second one, woof. I mean, if you, if you thought the first one was good, then you have to hold on to your Netflix because the second one is outstanding. So... Uh, those are the last three reviews uh, on uh, BitGoBelt.com. Uh, there's a ton more stuff there. Awesome Con is this weekend. 
So I mean, there'll be all the things for that. Um, and then, of course, all the wrestling content on the wrestling side that you'll need to know. BitGoBelt.com literally has everything that you need to know in media. So for uh, Two James, uh, Will, Damian, and Absentia, my name is Jamal. He's Marcellus. And this is the Bitgo Belt Wrestling Podcast. And until next week, have a good one.